All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Day two with no Oilers hockey. How are we feeling? Let's get into it with the lead. Mm-hmm. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. Tyler and Liam with you as always live on the Oilers Nation YouTube and coming to you live from the Sports Closet Studio. Check them out online, sportscloset.ca. Maybe you're shifting into baseball mode like this guy. You want to get a nice Blue Jays jersey? You can do it at Sports Closet. Mm-hmm. I think this is an old one, though, right? You were saying, yeah, it's it's majestic. They're not they're Nike now. Oh, what's yeah. this one? Majestic. Oh, I thought you were just saying like, no name on the back though, jersey. so it's timeless for you. Yeah, I can wear it whenever, wherever, mm-hmm. however. Exactly. Uh, Anna is in the Oilers Nation YouTube with the first comment of the day. It was supposed to be a game day today. I woke up feeling a bit lost this morning, and yeah, today coulda, woulda, shoulda been yeah. game seven between the Oilers and Golden Knights. But we can't dwell on the past, can we, Liam? Why not? <laughs> okay. 36 shows to cover, Tyler. 36 <laughs> shows to cover. Uh, today is locker room locker room cleanout day for the Edmonton Oilers, though. So uh, we will get into that. We'll be keeping our eyes peeled on Twitter. The Oilers Nation Twitter is going to be live tweeting a bunch of stuff. What are you expecting to hear today? Uh, I'm expected to hear some some of the injuries the players were going through, the, what they were hurt with, and just... Probably some guys being like, "Oh, I wasn't good enough." Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'd not. I never really know what to expect from these, right? Because I feel like a lot of them they've had a couple of days to dwell on what happened and then just gather some thoughts. Yeah. I don't think it'll be anything too pressing, to be honest. No, like I mean, we talked before the show. Maybe we hear about some injuries. Mm-hmm. I know some people are speculating that the list is going to be long, but like, 
I don't know. Darnell Nurse seemed healthy. Everyone on the blue line seemed healthy. Yeah, the blue line seemed good. I mean, the obvious ones that we knew were Amanda Kane. We've heard broken finger, but we might get confirmation on that today. Yeah, it didn't take a lot of morning skate. Zach Hyman did take that knee, and I think it was game three, and I think that plagued him for the rest of the time. Uh, Clem Shady blocked that shot, which I think hurt him a little bit too. Maybe McDavid. Maybe McDavid. Uh, Shady cost him, had a broken toe. Yes. And then also... uh, Sorry, and it was from the game against Vegas, I think game two. He He played the last four games of the season, I think, or whatever with the broken toe yeah and, and do you know what i do think something happens to dry sidle apologies just give us a quick reset there i think we might have uh, lost our stream for uh, just a second but yeah basically we're uh scott Aroni says our internet is sad that there's no hockey <laughs> either uh yeah i i mean whatever our internet's gonna be our internet um <laughs> OP says boys the player interviews are starting now should have gone with a late start to the show yeah I mean, <laughs> live reaction. Yeah, we'll get a live reaction to it. Honestly, like it's going to be Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl saying probably exactly what they said after the last game. It's disappointing. They'll look to build on it. Good teams got to go through this, blah, blah, blah. There'll be questions of the depth, guys. Like, I don't know. The only person I'm excited or interested to really hear is Ken because I want to know how they're going to handle or how he'll handle the question of the Steos rumors. They're yeah. legit. I, I believe Steve Stales at some point is going to be named the team's GM. All the reports line up with that. So when Ken Holland is asked at point blank today, what's his answer going to be? I mean, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I, he's not going to answer it straight up. I feel like this is going to be something that eventually will come down the line. There'll be a big announcement for these changes that are happening in the organization. Yeah. And I, I think Ken Holland has done a fantastic job with this team of getting them where they need to be. I think this year they ran into some obstacles mm-hmm. that they couldn't really get around, right? Like, not just the stuff on the ice, but just uh, maybe the injuries, like you said. And just it just didn't really work out for them. But I think he put them in a promising position. And overall, like, when you look back at this season, there was one bad move in Jack Campbell, which still has a lot of runway to really get some life going in it, right? And you look back at his career overall in Edmonton as a general manager, and he really took this team from nothing to something. He got them to a Western yep. Conference Finals. You know, we can always look back at the anthem the CU stuff and say, oh, how did that not work out? I was like, well, there was a pandemic in the middle of that, and it's a good excuse if you ask me. <laughs> so, But also, yeah. like, name me a GM in the NHL, and I'll name you three dumb moves they've made, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like and Tampa Bay gave up a handful of picks for Tanner Janot this year, and that's not exactly going well. Yeah, exactly. There's that one. There's also, the, like, what's his name in Boston? Don, Don Sweeney yeah. took those three players in a row, and Jake DeBrusque was the best player that came out of it. He's been a fantastic NHLer, obviously, but there's a lot going on there. Could have been better, but yeah, you're right. Like, every single team goes through this, and overall, Ken Holland is, if you ask me, has brought a lot of life back into the city in the hockey department. Yeah, 100%. And honestly, when you look back at it, this is kind of exactly how the plan was supposed to go, right? Yeah. Ken Holland signed a five-year deal. He is heading into year five. There was really never an expectation that Ken Holland would sign a second deal as GM of the Oilers. Mm -hmm. So this is the final year. Slowly transition things over. Steos has now spent a season with the Oilers, kind of learning things. And now it's an easy little... Give them a bit more power. And at the end of next season, 
you know, maybe maybe it's a new Poho if Holland mm-hmm. leaves. Maybe he stays on as an advisor. We'll see what the structure ends up being. But like this isn't like stunning. Like this all makes sense the way they're going about this. Yeah, the timeline is all adjusted very well. And I, I think, like you said, like Steve Sales comes in, has this season. Brad Holland has come in and taken a bigger role as well. As yeah. since I feel like it's going to be those two. And you look at, um, what was it Frank said yesterday? Paul Coffey has a big role in this backroom staff as well. And like what yep. he does, so like, the experience is still there. I think a lot of people are asking yesterday, like, what has Steve Stales kind of done in his career? And this is like, obviously not a lot of NHL management experience, no. played for a long time in the league, but Kyle Dubas didn't have a lot of experience either. And maybe that's a bad example because the Leafs haven't done great, <laughs> but he's a good GM at the end of the day. And yeah. I think sometimes... That's it is what it is. And I think Steve Sales with his experience just overall is good enough for me if it's in management or not. Yeah. Uh, we got an interesting comment early in the show from our guy Pradneski who said this team is going to look a lot different next year. And that kind of ties in to today's Sherwood Ford giant offseason question, which is this, Liam. Again, day two post elimination. What's the biggest reason we should be optimistic about this hockey club heading into next season? And I think there's a handful of reasons. I know there are people who will go with the glass half empty approach and say, hey, you know, some some players in the bottom six who won't be back next year. You had a hundred point new, almost a hundred point Hyman, McDavid and Dries had a both borderline historic. A rookie goalie came out of nowhere and gave you quality minutes during the regular season. You could look at all at this as a glass half empty, but we're not doing that. We're going glass half full. Why should we be optimistic? I think the blue lines got a lot of promise there. Like obviously okay. bringing back Eckholm, Nurse, and Bouchard is great, and I think the goaltending is is strong. I know Skinner yeah. wasn't fantastic, but I do believe that's the part that's kind of played through all this for a while now. And I think this experience is only going to help a guy like Stuart Skinner. So for me, the, my optimism is. Weirdly in the crease after what just happened. Yeah, and I think so too. Yeah. Like we've seen the story of like guys struggling year one in a new market and then bouncing back in year two. And Jack Campbell maybe doesn't have the track record to say, mm-hmm. oh no, we're gonna get like a 920 goalie next year out of this guy. I don't think we will, but I don't think we're getting another 880 season out of no. him, right? Like I don't think so either. I, I think the goaltending is a good one. And just to again tie this into the comment we got from Pradneski saying this team's gonna look different. I mean, let me rattle off the guys who are under contract or under team control for next season. McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, Nuge, Kane, Yamo, Fogel, Holloway, McLeod, Costin, Nurse, Ekholm, Cece, Kulak, Bouchard, Broberg, Deharnay, Niemalainen, Campbell, and Skinner. Those are the guys who, unless the Oilers actively decide to move away from them, are going to be back next year. The pieces you could potentially lose. Derek Ryan, although I wouldn't be surprised if he's back on a cheap deal. Matthias Janmark, I think we've probably seen the last of him in an Oilers jersey. Devin Shore, tough, tough, (laughs) because they love him. Is he back for league men and playing in Bakersfield to start the year? Potentially. And Bukestad, right now I would bet on Bukestad not being an Oiler next year just because of the cap situation, but you never know. I, I'm kind of with you on the Bukestad thing yeah. too. I would love to have him back, but what are you going to have to pay this guy, right? Yeah. And also, let's not forget, Ryan McLeod did you a favor this mm-hmm. summer. You're probably going to have to pay him yep. a little bit more too. So yeah, I think eventually you got to look to the future in a Ryan McLeod. And also, like, does it? do you think a James Hamlin has any image on this team next season? Well, like, maybe. I'm but- just kind of thinking like your 13th forward is Devin Shaw. Is it worth it? Or do you want like a James Hamlin instead? Yeah, I think it, yeah. there probably is something that's like, hey, give someone a shot, right? Yeah. 
Hamblin. I, I think, you know, Borgo Holloway are both going to be in the conversation to make this hockey club next year. I think Raphael Lavoie, Lavoie is in the conversation to make this hockey club next year. I Again, the reason I'm optimistic is because there won't be a lot of roster turnover. Yeah. Like at the end of last season, it was Keith and Smith both gone. And then, you know, Dunk or Evander Kane was heading towards unrestricted mm-hmm. free agency. And, and there were some question marks around Kulak. the team. Yeah. What were yeah. you, you know, Chris Russell left. What were you going to do on the third pairing? And now you look and you, okay, well, you got Dayherney and Broberg to handle that extra third pairing spot. And there's reasons to be optimistic just because of the con- continuity of this roster. A lot of players are coming back and it's going to be a lot easier to build on things. So that's why I'm optimistic about this thing yeah. is just because a lot of key pieces are back and the cap will go up three to 4 million bucks and you got some space and you hopefully won't be screwing around in LTIR anymore, which means you have a chance to accrue cap space during the season. Like I said, basically once they got at home, the echo move propped the window up even more because there's yeah, no yeah. reason to think he won't be effective next year and the year after. Mm-hmm. And he got dry saddled next year, year after then, then you'll deal with that. All these guys who are still under contract and still impactful players. And I'm not sure how many of them aside from maybe Nuge are going to take massive steps back next year. I, I have a question for you then. So obviously the speculation is around guys like Yamamoto and CC. Those yeah. are kind of the two guys who, need to be moved supposedly like which one of those guys would you rather not rather leave but seem necessary to leave more than the other i think you honestly probably try to get rid of both of them yeah you know again you want to talk about cap space and things like that our friends at cap friendly right now have them at like eight point some or sorry 5.9 million is their projected cap space okay Mm -hmm. let's say and that's with the cap going up one mil i think we can bank on it going up a minimum of three so you got 7.9 million. If you can shed CC and Yamo, 7.9 turns into 10.9, turns into 13.4 or yeah. something like that is what we're sitting at. Okay, Bouchard will eat five on his bridge. Now you're down to eight. McLeod will take, let's say two, you're down to six. Six million bucks to fill those two spots. Is, is that a pipe dream? Is that doable? You have to sign some other guys, I know. And also, oh, frick, actually, it's four million bucks to fill those two spots. Yeah, that's tough. I Can you get uh they, they are a situation that they would be Yeah, I think out of the two of them though, I think Yamo's the one for me that you kind of gotta move on from. Because I think you can try replace that for like a million and a half to two. I think so too. Like we spoke about that thing earlier on in the year where you have players who haven't who have played yeah. so many games or whatever. Like if you can get the so the three guys yeah. who are available were Connor Brown. Yep. Max Pacioretty yeah. and Carl Hagland with a three. With that injury. And basically the reason you're bringing them up is you they're eligible to be signed to bonus laden deals where the cap yes. is low this year. And if they, you know, score X amount of goals, play X amount of games, whatever you negotiate with them, Bonuses, the, the cap yeah. bonus will push to next year. I think you gotta try and weasel your way into one of those deals and I think help you gotta yourself. get Connor Brown. I think he's the guy. You have to, yeah. And he could just be a very good replacement for Yamo on the right yeah. side. For me, like CC is such an interesting one because he's really a tale of two stories. Year one, he was very good, very good, very reliable. Year two, not very reliable, almost a complete opposite. And yeah, a think, detriment at times. <laughs> yes, you really have to get away from that nurse and CC pair, and I think in one way or another. So I'm not sure how they really manage that. But if I had to pick one, I think Yamo's got to go because you need more impactful players in your top six. 
Yeah, totally. I I wonder again, like finding value deals is going to be important for this team, right? Like we talk about Ryan and Yanmark. I really think there's a chance Derek Ryan comes back for like 950K. You know, I think you're going to have Dylan Holloway play on his ELC all next year. I think you're going to hopefully try to get one of Borgo or Lavoie in this lineup on a consistent basis. And mm-hmm. that's going to help as well. I don't know if Klim Costin comes back for 1.2 million or if he says not worth it, I'll go, I'll go back home. You know, like that's yeah. something that could definitely happen. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they fill out the bottom parts of this roster because how you do that will depend on how comfortable you are moving Yamo. Cause like, it would be a win to go Yamo out, Connor Brown in on a $2 million contract. You save a million bucks and you get a better player. Yeah. And then you can bonus it. If he scores 25 goals, whatever, it's a one year deal. He's betting on himself coming off an injury, gets to play with McDavid again, blah, blah, blah. The story all makes sense. Yeah. It does all line up quite well. And Lavoie's a right winger too. So even if it isn't Connor yep. Brown, maybe Lavoie can some take upside. some spot there too. Yeah. Um, so. I, I think the reason to be optimistic, like there's room for improvement, mm. but the major pieces are back. And I think that'd be my answer to the Sherwood Ford giant offseason question for the day of why should we be optimistic for next season? Tyler Mulek is in. He says, go get Susie. We're going to be like, again, we're going to talk about potential offseason moves so much, <laughs> but finding version two of Brett Kulak, right? A good veteran. I mean, in a way you're almost looking for version two of year one Cody CC, which I know is a mouthful and is like a lot to say, but like if you can find a better version of CC for 3 million bucks, yeah, you do it. What team is then going to take Cody CC off your hands that there's a better version of Cody CC out there for 3 million bucks, you know, like it'll, I think it's, it'll be tougher than we think to move a guy like CC. Yeah. Because you're selling him at a low first of all. So like teams aren't going to want to do that. And it's not like his, his biggest attributes is something that scream out at you, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a lot of players kind of, kind of like him, like you said, yep. right? So yeah, he's, he's going to be a difficult one. At least Yamo has that still only 24, like contract isn't brutal. Mm-hmm. It's not going to put you in any kind of cap hell. So yeah, I, it's going to be tough to move on from CC. I got a feeling we'll see him back in next year. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. A lot of people are saying move McLeod. I'm not sure why you would do that. Um, again, Ryan I think, McLeod. I think that's a good bottom six guy who you have under team control who won't cost you a lot. Like he didn't have a great year. That's going to bring down his contract. He's good in the playoffs. Yeah, I liked him in the playoffs. I had no issue with that. That is very strange. I did not expect that name to get tossed into the trade pile. Yeah, on this show is that where we're at right now? It's only been two days, people. I know. Come I know. On. Save that stuff for August. <laughs> Pradneski, as much as I hate to say it, what kind of return do you think the Oilers could get for Nuge? This is the first time he's disappeared. This isn't the first time he's disappeared come playoff time, and playoffs are the only thing that matters. I'm not doing that. Like, come on. The guy committed here, 5.1 million bucks. That contract's just going to keep looking better as the cap keeps going up. I, I don't know why you would. I don't think there's a team out there that would pay you enough to make it worth it. And almost in a weird way, similar to the CC thing, like how do you replace him for the dollar amount, right? Like yeah. how do you get another guy who has, as we saw, 100 point potential for 5 million bucks? You don't. So it'd be dumb to trade him. And also he did kind of pick it up in his last like four games. He did have a three point game in game yeah. five against the Vegas, right? Yeah. 11 points in the playoffs. Like, I know the stats aren't great, and obviously that's just that's just the cover, right? You see 11 points in 12, and you think, oh, not bad. But then when you actually watch the whole thing, like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't great. But also, like you said, Tyler, how are you replacing that guy? Like, he means yeah. so much to the team. They made him a cake. 
for goodness sakes. Like, Darn right. how can we move on from that? I just don't see the team getting better moving on from a player like Nugent Hopkins or, or Ryan McLeod, I guess. Too. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we're live. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, my keys are right there. Uh, I, I, I didn't drive to, the truck today. I drove my other car. So careful. I parked at the golf course and walked over. Yep. I knew this would happen. It's street sweeping day <laughs> at the office. So everyone needs to go move their cars. Um, so that is why that just happened through me for a loop. Um, <laughs> this is why I plan ahead, Tyler. I knew this would happen. You parked point. really far away. I <laughs> thought we just had to park far away yesterday, but we apparently had to park close or all far week. away in today. All it's week. all week. I believe so. Yeah. I'm not coming into the office tomorrow. <laughs> No way. No way. Uh, some talk about buying out Kyler Yamamoto and Sergeant Battle says, why would we do that? Makes no sense. So there is a world where he doesn't have a lot of trade value. Yeah. Where team, yeah. Where teams are like, Hey, we'll take him, but we're giving you, I think of like the Gurionov for Dodonov swap, right? Where it was like, yeah, we'll take a chance on him, but you're taking our $3 million guy too, that we don't want anymore. The reason why a Yamo buyout makes sense is because of his age. And he actually falls into a different buyout calculation than other players do. It's a one-third buyout instead of a two-third buyout. So that means you would take his $3.1 million cap it, and you're actually only responsible for like under a third of it. Which means his cap it next year, if you bought him out, instead of 3.1, you go to 4.3. And the year after, it's 5.3 of dead cap. Or sorry, 433K of dead cap space, and then 533K of dead cap space. So... If there was a situation where it's like, we cannot get him moved. Yeah. Then it, it's not like insane to think of that. I, I don't, I wouldn't want that in a weird way. I would almost bet on him bouncing back in a, in a sense and giving you 20 to 25 goals again next year. Mm-hmm. Cause I think if he, he's a guy who can do that, we've seen when he gets hot, 20 goals is a doable thing for him. He scored 20 goals in the league, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think this will necessarily be a cap dump onto someone. I think it's just based off someone taking a chance and knowing yeah. that potential's there. Like, I don't expect a lot in return 
by any means. Seattle makes sense reason. as a landing spot for him for so many reasons. Yeah, he's right around from right from there. there sellable to the franchise. You know, he seems like a piece who'd fit in well with their kind of core. They love just rolling four lines and having these energy buzzsaws. So yeah, that'd be a good one. I can't yep. really think of any other destinations for him right now. Maybe it's a a, a project where you got to go yeah. and see if any. Mm-hmm. Who we could swap him with? Uh, Nate is in and says Nurse should do the team a favor and renegotiate his contract. That's impossible. Not allowed to happen. I did have the idea pop into my head though of if the NHL had a clause where players who are in their RFA years can do that, and mm. like the reason why is I think it could benefit young players who sometimes get sometimes get shackled with the burden of one bad season, like a Yamamoto, like. Yeah. What if the Oilers could have gone to Yamamoto this offseason and said, hey, you have two more years left of RFA or three more years left of RFA eligibility after this. You have one year at three mil. I think we can all agree, Kyler, we're going to have to trade you if you're at three million bucks. But hey, what if we renegotiated and scrapped this next year, signed you for the next three years at two million bucks a year? Bring the cap hit down. Let's yeah. lower the expectations on you. Let you be an NHLer with us for three more years, and then you'll be a UFA. You'd probably have a lot of players able to stick around in the league too, to be honest, and not just end up bouncing That's what I from mean, team right? to team. Like even you throw a guy like Paul Yavi in there too, to be honest. Like a guy who I know is a bit different because he's he is an RFA this year, but yeah. those two players have potential to score fifteen to twenty in the league each season. And yeah, you look at Yamamoto for the case and. He's had a tough year with injuries. He he's did. had a very difficult year. He's net was it neck concussion? Like basically anything upper yeah. body for him was pretty damaged. And I think sometimes that gets that's gets thrown away a little bit and we just look at the numbers. Yeah. But this guy went through a lot. And Evander Kane too, look at him, like basically what do he play? 30 games this season? Yeah. Like and they were he's plagued the whole year. So mm. yeah, tough year for Yamo, but I love that idea. And is it the NBA that does that, I think? Or maybe the NFL NFL, NFL, yeah, yeah. NFL restructures. A lot of people on the, you know, who is the commenter here? I want, I want to get, I want to start getting the names right. Eric says McLeod isn't getting hate. He just didn't do much of anything this year. He was banged up. He had a career. He, he had eleven goals in fifty-seven games. That's a what sixteen goal pace, twenty-three points in fifty-seven games, and he doesn't play with McDavid and Drysaddle like ever. Like aside from the odd shift here and there, mm. he never had a ten-game run with Drysaddle. He never had a ten-game run with Connor McDavid. And he scored it like a 40 plus point pace. Why, why are you chomping at the bit to move a guy like that? I'll also who is say, only going to be like a, a mil and a half in the playoffs too. He essentially took out Jack Eichel. He was great against Eichel. He's probably growing into more of a defensively responsible forward right mm-hmm. in front of our eyes because he has to be, yeah. to be honest. And if you want to get into it, I mean, Drysaddle was the worst forward against Jack Eichel in the playoffs. That so, Drysaddle line got dominated by Eichel. Yeah, so I mean, I think Ryan McLeod is, he's a Jordan stall that they yeah. need in this team. Right? I don't think he requires that defensive caliber yet, but who knows? He's still, what is he, 23? Like, I'm going to trade that guy? No, thank you. Yeah. Adarath is in, says, the only right D I can think of are Vatanen, Carlson, Mayfield, and maybe Gudis slash Shen. Okay. I don't think Sammy Vatten has played in the NHL for a I was going to say Sammy Vatten. Like, I read that name and I was like, oh my, Sammy Vatten. That's a pull. I don't think he's in any, he, I don't think he plays anymore. I, he was Can you Google the- Sammy Vatten while I read the rest of this comment? Sammy Vatten. Uh, Eric Carlson, ship sailed. You're not doing that. It makes no sense. You're not bringing in a guy who even retained his 7 million plus. Dumb. 
<laughs> uh, the other names on there, Scott Mayfield. I love Scott Mayfield. If you can get Scott Mayfield for three and a half mil, that's your CC change. Mm. I Again, he'll come in here and probably have to play top pairing minutes and the results won't be that good, but I think he can give you more than Cody CC did. So maybe that's an option. Mayfield also might cost you more than that. Uh, that's a guy that's just been playing on a discount deal forever, right? Yeah, so, so he probably wants to get paid. He's going to want some money. Sammy Vannon playing in Geneva, which is in the Swiss League for the last two seasons, just over a point per game. Click on his team. I want to see who else is there. Uh, Linus Olmark. Oh, yeah. Team of Vannon. <laughs> Anyone Mark else? Antoine Pouliot. <laughs> wow, all the Fuck, boys. Bring them all over. There's also Phil Pula's on the team, Danny Winnick. Who's in net? Uh, oh. Atu Johan OV2. Yeah. OV2. Who's in goal? Robert Mayer and I don't know how to say that one. Point is Sammy Vatnin's washed. <laughs> yeah. Not a fit. Um, Hell of a team, though. But anyways, I like the Mayfield ideal Adara, idea Adarath. I think that is actually a really good one there. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. How many points did Linus Omar have this season? <laughs> Adarath says he meant Severson. <laughs> that actually, yeah. Okay, Severson is actually not a terrible <laughs> fit either, but I think he's going to be expensive. So, Again, the Oilers are just, they're a little bit hamstrung by the cap. So, you know. That's, that's such a funny mix up. <laughs> Sammy Vatnin hey, hasn't played for New Jersey for got four me to years. Bite. Yeah. Hey, now we know where Linus Olmark is. 16 points, 16 goals, and 40 assists this season for Linus Olmark. He's a hot guy. Anyways, that's our short for giant offseason <laughs> question. Why should we be optimistic about next year? For me, it's just the lack of roster turnover we're going to see. Yeah. Not a lot of flexibility. That'll hurt him. You can make some flexibility in different ways, though, like we outlined. Maybe a little bit of a young core bubbling up with Holloway, Borgo, Lavoie, Broberg. It's probably, you know, shit or get off the pot time. That's the only thing I can hop into my brain. I, I think they got to roll with Broberg more consistently the next season. How? You're going to play him as a righty? I think so. I think you got to, eventually he's got to get to the point is that you got to give this guy a good run of games. Yeah. He is ripe and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Ken Holland loves to do this to his players. And that's why I'm not really like too concerned about it. I think this season has got to be the year where it's like, okay, Broberg, like pitta patta, let's go. It's yeah. going to be down to him too. All right. Uh, let's keep moving along on the show today. A uh, new segment we're going to be doing every day. Tomorrow, we're starting with player report cards. Yes. So we're going to be going through the entire roster. We're going to give a regular season grade, a playoff grade, and a percent chance they're back next season for every player on the team. Mm-hmm. So the other segment we're doing is we're going to fire up the trade machine every day and give yeah. a mock trade every day. And we'll debate who says no. We'll have fun. It's not necessarily going to be an Oilers trade either. And today's isn't, Liam. Firing up the trade machine. And here's what it spit out. Nashville receives William Nylander and the Toronto Maple Leafs receive UC Soros. Now, the money on this one is interesting. Nylander heading into the final season of a contract that pays him $6.9 million. And then he is a UFA. The Nashville Predators have UC Soros under contract. Two more seasons, $5 million per, then he is a UFA. You look at this deal, Liam, I'll let you go first. Who says no? What changes could maybe have to be made to it? I think, I think, I think Nashville says no. 
I think Nashville could get like a little bit more out of it. So hard to get that stud goaltender over like a stud forward, I yeah. think is fair to say. And Nylander would probably go into that team and be their best forward. It's 100%. Like, no disrespect to him, but I think Toronto would have to throw in a little bit more if this was to happen. And also, I just don't know where Nashville are at right now. Are they rebuilding? Because they were like two points off making the playoffs this season. Yeah, They've got a ton of picks and somehow... They came out close. I, they're in such an interesting spot. They got some bad contracts too with Duchesne and yeah. Johansson. Like, where are they at? I don't think, I just don't think this works well for Nashville. Here's why I think it kind of does. Okay. Saros only has two more years left than he's a UFA. This summer is probably the most value he holds. That's true. Because of that great cap hit. Yaroslav Askarov had a 2.4 goals against average and a 910 save percentage. In the play, he had a 269 and a 911 in the regular season. That guy is 21 years old. We've seen young goalies now around the league, Skinner, Ottinger, mm-hmm. step in and take on these jobs. If you're Nashville, maybe there's other pieces that I have to get thrown into here because I, I, Nashville's cap situation, is, it's interesting. They have projected 15.5 million. So they could take on some money, hypothetically. If you're Nashville and the Leafs go, okay, we'll give you Nylander. You're going to give us Soros. And maybe in there as well, like we swap out. You got to take the Matt Murray contract and we give you a future asset or something like that. I think this deal actually makes a lot of sense for both sides. If Toronto's trying to freshen up their core, UC Soros would help you win a lot of hockey games next year, man. And if you're the Preds and you either get Samsonov or you get uh, Murray in the deal, if he's healthy. You bring up Askarov, you pair him with one of those two. You play Askarov 40 games, the other guy 40 games next year. Kevin Lankinen is still there too. He has one more year on his deal. They extended him, so maybe they don't even want a vet goalie in this thing. Mm. My point is, Soros helps the Leafs win a lot next year. I love Nylander as a player, but you got to give to get. <clears throat> You're not moving Marner or Matthews in this deal. Get a stud number one goalie. The Preds get a stud high-end forward who can finally drive offense for him. You talk about you're not sure where they're at. Yossi McDonough-Barry on the back end, Deshane Johansson up front, those guys aren't getting any younger. So why not bring in a guy like Nylander who can help keep you competitive now, but will also be good five, six, seven, eight years down the line when some of your younger pieces are starting to come up as well? I think this makes sense. I think it's uh, an interesting trend that is coming up in the NHL now is players are getting moved with mm-hmm. length on their contracts, which I think is a, the right way to do it, to be honest. Like you just listed off all those guys that Nashville had and yeah. you said none of them are getting any younger. so. Maybe it does make a little bit more sense than I initially thought. If anything, like Toronto is going to have to go out and find a stud goaltender like that this summer. And it does seem like Soros would be a great option for them, obviously, be a great yeah. option for most teams. But the trade itself doesn't not make sense to me. Yeah. A, a lot of people say Nashville says no. Okay, so Toronto maybe adds a little bit onto this. Um, I, I think that is fair. Usually Soros is a perennial Vesna caliber. And I will say, I would, the caveat in this is Nylander sends an extension, I think. Yes. I think Nashville does it if Nylander is locked up for the next eight seasons and is going to stay there. He's a play driving forward. He's a really damn good hockey player. 90 points this year. And I know goalies are hard to get. I get it. Stud goalies like that, very difficult to come by. But they have Askarov coming. So again, do you like, sometimes you got to do stuff like this and take a gamble of selling Soros as high as you possibly can bringing in a high-end talent, Askarov ready to jump up, saves you money too because you can just run him and Lankin in as your duo next year, mm-hmm. spend some money somewhere else. I don't know. 
it, it's just for both those teams, it's yeah. going to be a very interesting offseason. Obviously, the new GM in, um, what's his name? Barry Trotz in yeah. Nashville. So I don't think he's going to want to lose for very long. And I think Nylander would help you do that. The Askarov thing is obviously something they've considered happening when they drafted yeah. him right like so you don't pick a guy like that if you don't think he can be yeah. your starter in a few years exactly so yeah i kind of forgot about that because when you said it, i was and like who's going between the pipes for him but yeah askarov is he's a great goaltender the other thing i know it's working out well right now with bobrovsky in florida but do you want to be the next team to give a goalie a 10 million dollar contract yeah yeah i don't think any team wants to be that team so then you keep moving on from guys right before their ufas yeah for somebody else to, to pay the money right that you don't want to yeah. pay yeah, I, I you know what? The more I think about it, the more I'm getting slightly convinced that this wouldn't be as as crazy as I initially thought. There would obviously just have to be a few more pieces in there, but the base is on. Kyle says, "I thought this was Oilers Nation, not Leafs Nation. Why are we talking about other teams? Because we it's the off season. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll do player grades tomorrow for the Oilers. We'll do when we fire up the trade machine every day. We'll do a little bit of uh, mm. we'll do a little bit of." Oilers stuff in there too. We'll come up with some Oilers trades. You can always drop yours in the chat and uh, we'll see. But to be honest, there's only so many times you can trade Kylie Yamamoto. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> if we did just Oilers trades every day, we'd be like, okay, Carolina gives you a fourth for Yamamoto. Yeah. Who says no? Then the next day, Seattle gives you a fourth for Yamamoto, you know? <laughs> Tyler Mulek, Askarov could have been an Oiler. Could have been. Interesting transition to our AMA Travel Out of Town scoreboard and what happened last night. Dallas moves past Seattle game winning goal. Wyatt Johnston, Wyatt Johnston, 2021 first round pick taken 22nd overall. Who was taken right before him? Xavier Borgo. Oilers could have had Wyatt Johnston, but they went with Xavier Borgo, who I don't hate as a prospect, nope, but it's a little weird to look at a guy scoring a big game, seven goal, scored 24 goals as a rookie this year. It, Adam. Yeah, is you know he's such an interesting prospect, isn't he? Actually, if anyone wants to go look back, I interviewed Wyatt Johnson. I think it's on the Oilers Nation YouTube somewhere. or DFO YouTube. I can't remember which one it's on. It might no, I think it's on the Oilers Nation YouTube. Okay. Go check it out wherever it is. Just Google it. Um, but that draft class we were kind of looking before the show, and it is a it's going to be a doozy. I think. Really? Yeah, I mean you got Owen Power, Luke Hughes has come in. That a good impact on the what did he play two or three games in mm. the playoffs? Magnus is likely first or second in rookie of the year. Mason McTavish yeah. is going to be a star like Dylan Gunther. I know he's not playing right now. Brent Clark. There's a ton of guys, but yeah, the Wyatt Johnston one is, uh, it's always a tough pill to swallow, isn't it? When you see a guy yeah. have such an impact, but I do believe Borgo will be good too. Yeah. It's, it's just getting to that point where he's starting to lose the prospect shine. Right. And, and that's <laughs> yeah, the concern for me. And he's only been a pro for one year. Yeah. So we'll see. Connor McDavid speaking at Oilers Media Avails. This via Tony Brar says, quote, it's copper bust for this group. That's the expectation. Um, yeah, like listen, Dry Seidel had something. He also said copper bust. He said, We're all here to win, and when you don't, it's disappointing. As a group, we'll talk about it, find the positives, be ready for next year. Like this is why like, locker room clean out day doesn't do a lot for me. Cause like, what did it's not like Connor McDavid's gonna come out and be like, Oh, I'm actually really happy with my season. I scored 150 points. I'm gonna have four trophies at the awards it's sick yeah i'm like, excited to lift that hog again yeah like this is exactly <laughs> what we thought was coming out which is why this day doesn't do a ton for me i'm excited to hear ken holland speak a little bit later on so i guess we'll have that um but anyways yeah 
Tyler Mulek. To be fair, Johnson would have never gotten a chance to score that goal because our front office hates young people. Maybe Steve Steos doesn't, though. That's the point. That's the thing. Maybe uh, we should be looking at the upcoming free agency class from who have played for the Hamilton Bulldogs. <laughs> NHL. Steve Steos' kid. <laughs> hey, it was a great play. Arguably his best move. Yeah, straight up. That's like not even like tongue in cheek either. Like straight up was probably his best move. Uh, anyway, sticking with the AMA Travel Out of Town scoreboard, we're going to use this segment to talk about some other sports too. Why not? Yeah. Victor Wembenyama. The draft lottery in the NBA is tonight. Mm-hmm. This dude is a freak. This dude could straight up be the best person to ever play the sport of basketball. Yeah. Seven foot four, eight foot wingspan. Everything I've read and heard about this guy is like he shoots threes, he protects the rim, he's got a great like basketball IQ. Tonight is the NBA's equivalent of not the Bedard lottery, the McDavid lottery. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a stud. And I mean, you see that kind of you don't see a lot of guys like that come through very yeah. often, do you? Like I think I saw this thing the other day. The only player bigger than him that has been drafted as high as he could is Yao Ming. Who, yeah, the the problem with those guys is always like, how are the knees going to hold up and all that kind of stuff? But I mean, if you get him, like, you're not disappointed about it. And what are the Raptors 1% chance of winning him? So I think I heard, yeah, Raps are 1%. I heard, I think it was Adrian Wachnarowski who said the franchise that gets him, their franchise valuation instantly goes up $250 million. Like the second you win the lottery, you're as an owner you get an extra 250 mil on your valuation. Uh, Jay's Yankees tonight. Kevin Gosman going to go. Alec Manoa, brutal again yesterday. That's a major concern. If you want to hear more Jay's talk, BJ and radio drops after every Jay's series. And uh, sticking with hockey. Oh, here, flash this up. Like, it's terrifying. Dude, he's <laughs> seven foot four and can shoot threes. That's <laughs> bananas. I'm 5'11 and can't shoot a layup. So yeah, that's pretty good on his mm-hmm. end of things. That's uh, seven foot four and he can shoot threes. That is... This There's a crazy little thing, isn't it? Go Google it or YouTube it. There's a video or a clip of him. He shoots a three and like the camera pans to the hoop, right? And it hits the rim, bounces up, and he just like takes two strides in and like grabs the ball and puts it in. Like grabs his own rebound on a missed three and just like <laughs> drops it in. Yeah, not many guys can do no. that one. Also, next question. Is Aaron Judge a cheetah? Yes. Confirmed. What's the so if you haven't seen this, basically Aaron Judge yesterday before he hit a home run was seen glancing at the dugout out of the side of his eyes and then murders the next pitch he sees. <laughs> yes. So are That's the Yankees yeah, hacking into pitch comms and cheating or stealing signs? I see no reason to think they're not. Uh, I was reading the comments on it and I like the one is like, to be fair, that was a hanging whatever it was right over the plate. And sure. Smashed it out for hey, is he said today, Aaron Judge said that. His teammates were chirping from the bench and he thought it was too much. So he kept looking. It's like, well, you could just like look between bats and yell at them. And be like, He's hey, full of shit. Up. Yes. Essentially. Yes. Totally. Um, yeah. Tyler, me like Aaron judge looking at the bench top and yeah, we're, we're getting to it. I know the chat's a little behind today. Uh, also in sports news tonight, eight o'clock Arizona time, which is either 10 or 11 hour yeah. time, depending on daylight savings. I never know what time it is there anymore. Um, the referendum is going to come down and the people of Tempe are going to decide if the coyotes are getting their new arena. So basically there's kind of a few ways, this three ways this can go referendum comes through yotes, get their new arena. They're staying in Tempe for good. They'll mm-hmm. play three, four more years in ASU and then move to their new barn as promised. Referendum does not go their way, but the NHL, as Elliot Friedman's kind of reported, they could go to the Suns' new owner and say, "Hey, 
it's going to take redoing your current arena because there is an arena the Suns play out of that is nice and in a good spot. They just never want to share it with the Yotes. They could go to the new Suns owner who might be more open to this and say, hey, redo your arena, invest in this, and it'll be worth it for you in the long run. Yeah. I mean, them being downtown would help help. massively. The third option is, and apparently the NHL behind the scenes might be ready to do this. They go. Yeah. Gary Bettman gives up on his dream of hockey in the desert. And they say, you can't play in Tempe or sorry, in ASU for six more seasons. It's embarrassing. We're going to Houston where Tillman Furtado and that group are Mm. apparently ready to roll. You can go to Kansas City. You can go to Salt Lake City. Where would you want them to go? Houston. Big TV market, big sports market. I, I see. I think Houston's the easy choice. Yeah, I think Houston's the easy choice. I would be curious to see a team in Kansas. Yeah. But I just don't know if it would work. Uh, but you want to keep the central division. So I guess Kansas City would still work. And also, do you want that that project again of trying yeah. to build a market? Like in Seattle, at least they had the Thunderbirds. I know Vegas was kind of easy to build them. But the thing is, everybody loves to go to Vegas. So it was kind of always going to work in one way or another. Yeah, with Kansas, it just feels like a massive project again. And I, I just don't know if the NHL wants a headache. I think when Houston they just go to Houston. Houston. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, so those are the sports headlines you're uh, you're going to be keeping an eye on today. Shout out to AMA Travel, amatravel.ca slash dreams. I'm using them to go check out the Blue Jays in Seattle. Booked all my hotels along the way. Lots of fun. Anyways, uh, Liam, we're going to have another short for giant question tomorrow. Yep. We are going to have our first player report cards. We're going to fire up the trade machine tomorrow on a Wednesday edition of Oilers Nation every day. As always, live from the Sports Closet Studio. Check them out online, sportscloset.ca. Three locations in Edmonton as well. Shout out to Betway, 19 plus, play responsibly. Mm-hmm. Betting on a Jays bounce back tonight, by the way. Uh, we'll dig into some Stanley Cup odds tomorrow too. We're still two days away from the conference finals getting going. What the hell's up with that? I know. NHL scheduling, <laughs> am I right? I'm just uh, reading the quotes. Are there more coming up? McDavid said, Wardcroft is the best coach he's ever played under. Oh, that's Shocking. heartwarming. Heartwarming. Imagine if he said second best. I just loved it when Dave Tippett was here. Leon says he might head to the Worlds and represent Germany. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, McDavid on whether the team improved said it's progress. Maybe it doesn't feel like it today, but I think it's progress. We're a better team than we were last year. We've got basically everybody coming back. It's just more experiences and that's all positive. Uh, Leon Dreisettle also said, we want to win here. There's nothing, nowhere, there's nowhere else we want to win. So there you go. We'll end the show on a positive note. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow, noon mountain time. Chat with you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.